It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up. I can't show it on the football. It's so goddamn hard about how long to it. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stack Simpson as the Fantasy Millionaires. Oh, hello. Good evening, and welcome to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Broadcasting into your eyes and ears from iRadio USA, we are the fantasy millionaires i am michael cash collins and that is sir scott stack simpson and here we are how are you tonight good sir stir sack stacks lot is in the house uh you know i'm doing great i'm gonna i'm doing great for a number of reasons i'll tell you one reason i'm doing great is that i got a special invite today in my email inbox from none other than Mr. Scott Fish himself. Uh, I got I got invited into Scott Fish Bowl uh, 11. I- I'm rocking the nine right now. This is the nine. You know, got, ooh, yeah, I'm getting excited. Uh, this is the Scott Fish Bowl nine. This is the classic. This is the best tee ever designed by anybody, in my opinion, ever. So I rock this. I got two of them, uh, but I'm into 11. I can't wait to see what's going to be on the docket for 11. Uh, there's there's a kicker flex. You can put kickers in. If, if Denny gets in, He's going to be just through the moon, excited with a kicker option. So, man, it's a banner day. If you can get into Scott Fish, there's 7,000 people who, who apply. I am honored, humbled, excited to do the Lord's work at Fantasy Cares. Uh, we're trying to raise money over there for, for lots of different organizations, but particularly for kids who uh, don't have the opportunity to get presents and be able to have uh, you know Christmas. So uh, this is a, a great Great opportunity. If, if you're not in the Scott Fishbowl, please sign up. The signups are until June, so you can still sign up. There's still opportunities to hopefully Ooh. get in. I know, I know. Um, but just I didn't honor- sign up. You got to sign I didn't up. Man. up. What are you doing, man? What's going on? Well, I didn't even know you. You kind of keep me abreast of these sorts of situations. I haven't gotten in yet, so I only saw. I only tried last year. You were the one who peeped me to it. So I gotta get. I gotta get in there. I gotta sign up. I have a feeling I could get in this year. You could. I could I could ride the fantasy millionaires coattails right on into Scott Fish. You you could. The only thing I, I have heard tell is that Scott likes to give one co-host the invite and then the other the non-invite to stir up the controversy about the said fishbowl, which is but great. you have twelve shows, so I got you. You could just hide this one. <laughs> So here's what you should do. Honestly, you should go to and go to Google and put in uh, Scott Fishbowl. There's a, a way to go into their website and to check and see if you have signed up. And if you if you haven't, you can. And if you have signed up, it'll tell you, you yes, you've already signed up. So I'm not sure when you signed up last year, if it was retroactive to this year or the year before. But check and see. Uh, okay. Scott is a good man and if you don't get in here's what he does if you don't get in after a couple years he has your name on a list he keeps track of every single person who's ever applied and he tries to make sure that people get in after a couple years so you know great guy over there doing great things and uh you know please if you're a scott fish 
uh, Bowl 11 participant. Reach out to, to your boy Stacks on Twitter. Let me know. I'm excited. Hopefully, I'm in your division. And uh, I want to be in the Pink Floyd division with Denny Carter and uh, my man over there, Pete Davidson, over at Rotobond. That would be my ideal dream uh, matchup over there uh, with those guys. Great fancy minds. And then also Pink Floyd head. So I'm, I'm angling for the Pink Floyd division. That's my uh, my division bell, actually. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully so, you get so it. Is there there? I, I still have never been done it. So explain. So there's like how many divisions are there? Is there like one ultimate winner? Is there one Highlander or okay? It can only be one, yeah. And so what it, what happens is that there. I think last year there was a uh, hundred divisions. Uh, they were there right. had so many divisions, and so uh, I got into the playoffs. I won a certain number of games in my division, qualified. The first round, I think I got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, but um, you get to hit a certain high score after that. So, you know, everybody, you might even, you know, win the first, you know, second round or whatever, but you're eventually, you're getting eliminated and there's down to one person who won. So I'm not sure who the winner was last year, but uh, there can only be one Highlander. So, uh, and and, uh, shout out my man, Brad, always a faithful friend, uh, jumping into the comments. Always wanted to say uh, welcome to you and welcome to everybody else who's joining us. If you're in Scott Fish or not, We've got a banging show tonight. Talk about what's on the docket, my man Cash. Well, what are we going to be spitting fire about tonight? Uh, well, we got to uh, we got to get into the uh, Jake Paul Ben Askren showdown. Uh, we got to we got to hear each other's thoughts on that. Uh, this was Saturday. I don't know what time did the fight go down. Like, was it late? It was, I didn't was, get. I, I went uh, to bed. I went to bed. It was later. I woke up on Sunday morning to see the brand news at, you know, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. So yeah. I think it was, it was late night, 11, you know, 1130, 1230 events, you know. So yeah, it could have been Sunday. Could have been Sunday could, yeah. early. Yeah. Early I morning. don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, I saw a great tweet that said um, illegal streaming was invented to watch something <laughs> like the Jake Paul fight. So I, I, I didn't love even that. bother now well i mean he and i have seen the fight i have not seen i've only oh. seen the knockout so i haven't seen the whole shebang that's, that's, yeah i mean to me that that looks like pretty much the fight but i mean yeah there was a little bit of, of other things that happened but uh jake paul going in was uh minus 165 uh ben Askren, he's not a, a used tire but he's not a fighter uh, in case people don't know ben Askren is is a great wrestler uh, he's got wrestling moves out the wazoo. He's not a stand and deliver striker. That's just not what his his forte is. That's not what he won his belts in in Bellator for or anything else. Like that's not what Ben Askren does. You know, he he he's not a, a stand and punch you in the face kind of guy. Uh, he he likes to take shots. Apparently, he likes to take shots. Uh, so let, let me unpack this for you. This this was fun from the beginning to the end. I, I've got a little screen share to share with you. Uh, and I want to kind of set the mood for friends who did not get to see the buildup or the fight itself. And I think sometimes- yeah, all, all I saw was his dad bod. That's that's all I saw his dad bod. And then I saw uh, the, the, the one, two that Jake Paul throws. And then I've seen a cartoon version that was really <laughs> weird that I think kind of showed the way it went down. Uh, I think, I think Ben Askren did, did land a shot based on this cartoon in the beginning. Uh-huh. And then he kind of chased him around and it settled down and Jake Paul just knocked him out. That's like, that's what the cartoon told me happened. I, I love cartoons. I love how we're learning our, our true events. Yeah. 
happens now. It's it's the, <laughs> the the next level of thought. Well, let's jump in. Let's just first say that this was uh, emceed or kind of you know behind the scenes by our guy Pete Davidson over at SNL. He is uh, a funny man, extraordinary friends with John Mulaney. So let's just let's just get into this. This is not safe for work. There will be one uh, curse word in here. So uh, earmuffs, earmuffs. Yeah. I'll let you guys know if there's an earmuffs. I might just go. Eh! You know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. This is our boy, Pete Davidson, and he's got a little bit something to say about this fight, which is great. Okay. How professional this event is by uh, them having me here. Uh, we are backstage at Jake Paul's dressing room or locker room, if you want to call it that. And, uh, you know, today's a really wild day for boxing because it just shows, you know, how low it's truly sunk. Uh, I think today proves the fact that if you have enough followers, you can truly fucking do whatever you want. I mean, maybe Cutie Pie will cure cancer and Charlie D'Amelio will become a surgeon. Uh, who knows? Tonight, we have a bout between uh, Ben Askren, who I don't know who that is still, and I've been uh, reading up on him all week, and Jake Paul. And, uh, you know, they both suck, but, you know, at least somebody's going to get hurt. Now, back to you guys in the booth. Uh, some real announcers over there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. How, that's how Pete Davidson starts it. There's a little behind-the-scenes interview with Ben Askren, though. Oh, definitely got to see this. I think is yeah, it's it's, it's worth a, a gander. Good person. Uh, he's clearly, uh, you know, is not a good influence on any of the youth culture. Talking about Jake Paul. Um, he kind of has this whole like following, so he thinks he can kind of do whatever he wants. And like, didn't he like get busted by the feds with like AKs and like a bunch of machine guns? Like, why isn't he in jail? I think he's really violated the law. <laughs> like, Paul's a decent fighter. He's still a shitbag as a human being. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to get, you know, the message to, to the kids is that he is a piece of shit. Uh, anyway, oh, guys, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, my gosh. So this is just a build up to the fight with Pete Davidson interviewing this is so funny. Ben Askren. All right, now I got, I got an angle of the fight that, that I think is a new angle. I wanted to peep it to you. I think you'll enjoy it. It's just a real quick hitter. Then we'll get into some other fight angles. So this is my this is this is my favorite. <laughs> okay, but turn it up. Turn it up. Last one. It, the sound was down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, get that thing up. All right, go. Here we go. Oh, by the way, oh, oh, damn. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, oh, damn. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's fuck. That was my, oh, by the way. That was my, uh, uh, you know, interpretation. That, that's, that's kidding. Here's two viewpoints, actually, of the fight. So, um, okay. have, you, have you seen this video? This is when they engage. It's just straight on. I love this video. This It kind of just shows you what happens. Uh, it gives okay. you a bird's eye view here. Um, Let me see. Yeah, let's get this going here. And then the phone come up, but that gives you kind of just like the on top of you. He he leads in, boom, boom. Right. You know, it right. it, it looked pretty real to me. Uh, it didn't look fake to me. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, uh, what 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 did you think about that that punch? You know? So I'm just wondering if you are in the uh, it was rigged camp. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go there yet. I'm just asking you what you think about it. I, I'm trying to get the you know the insight. From uh, you think it's rigged, or you think this is totally you know on the above board real knockout? I mean, 
you know, I'm collecting data and I'm listening to people because mm-hmm. it uh, it could easily be totally rigged or he knocked him out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like I think I think it's possible he could have knocked him out. I do think it's possible. I I guess if I'm leaning one way or the other, um, I think I'm leaning. He knocked him out. I actually think he knocked him out. It's just yeah. So if you see, here's the thing: if you watch a bunch of Ben Askren fights, he just takes he each shots and that's the part that makes it hard to buy into the fact that that jake paul just connects with the one two and knocks him out you know right and just boom crushes him Uh, it it is it doesn't make a lot of sense because you know i have another video here this is a a video of him fighting uh you know jorge masvidal this this did happen he did get knocked out pretty quick in this Mm -hmm. instance uh, instance, and I, I do think it warrants being shown because it it, it happened uh, in the last year or so, two years. So he has had a concussion. He has been knocked out recently. Uh, this happened uh, at the beginning of a Jorge Masvidal fight. Yeah, this is this is like the greatest moment in MMA history, right here. Boom! Oh, boom! Oh, oh! And two hard shots. And he talks mad ass afterwards too, man. Yeah down there and gives him the count out you know he tapped him out that's a yeah. bad man that's, that's a bad a man bad yeah man. it's a really bad man and uh so that happened we'll watch that again for ben Askren's sake you know just watching his head get knee oh. that's not oh. good. that's bad that's bad for ben that's not good for ben so ben just gets destroyed by jorge masvidal like completely destroyed um but you know and and every fight's different um but you know now i have video of him uh, wrestling against Robbie Lawler, and and this is a fight that he actually ends up winning. So take a look at the shots he's taking here against eating. Robbie uh, Lawler. Yeah. Like this is Robbie Lawler. Look at eating this shots. Eating like, and he's got smaller gloves on than boxing gloves, so they're going to be a little bit. You know, they're not weighted, but they're going to be a little. I mean, he's just eating f- hammer fists to the biggest pie punch four or five times in the face, like square to the jaw. Ben Askren did not pass out. His body didn't go limp. You know, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I have a hard time believing that he tried his best uh, in that fight. That's just me. That's just my interpretation of that. He did not go into that fight like an MMA fight where you're like, I'm going to maul it till I brawl it. You know, he wasn't doing that. He was in there just like, hey, man, I must put him up. Boom. Oh, I got hit. Oh, shoot. I'm down. Like, it, he did look like he got his bell rung a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, it, it did. But I, I don't know. What, what what do you say you? Are, are you leaning, if you're percentage-wise? Really- yeah, it, I mean, honestly, it, it, that's why I, I was excited to talk to you about this because I'm I'm very convinced. Yeah, I was going to bring this one up. Yeah, this is great. Show this one. This is Michael B. Jordan practicing for, I guess, Creed 2 on how to get knocked out. One, two. Here we go. Comes in. <laughs> it looks just like it. <laughs> it looks so good. One, two, overhand, overhand, right? Oh, down he goes. Mm, right. That I mean, it looks just like what Ben Askren did, straight up. Yeah, it it really does. It it's really does. Really, here, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm swaying now from my earlier position. I'm starting to think this whole thing is rigged because 
here here's the truth okay what did they they both are all right, first of all he even openly said this is more money than he ever made in a ufc fight what what the agreement was between them he made something like six hundred thousand dollars or something like that right um so but think about this yeah i mean you remember pulp fiction bruce willis's character yes when when you know the outcome and you can bet on that he he could have he could have you know used shell people i don't know none of this is regulated by any commission allegedly let's just put that he could have right yeah i'm saying i'm saying but there's no this is not this is not there's no there's no commissioner there's no commission here these guys can put money on i he could probably go into a sports book and bet against himself here and there's no there would be nothing that could stop him now probably you know a sports book would take notes so that's not going to happen but yep. you know he could he could he could have his buddy you know anybody go well, we're going to tank this fight and then he could make a million dollars off of this he, i mean he could he could uh, here's one of my favorite tweets it says ben Askren walking into jake paul's changing room post fight so <laughs> and it's this video of roy williams coming in so this is this is jake <laughs> <laughs> sneaking in and jumping around with his team but it's saying you know this is this is our boy ben askren basically going to the bank you know making a bunch of loot like you said and and just you know celebrating so i watched uh a little bit of like background stuff that sort of led me down the road that this could be true okay? okay okay i watched ryan garcia who uh is he is i don't know what his uh weight class is but he is he is such an amazing boxer if you want to see just cool youtube highlights of someone who is on the rise and most likely is is going to be one of a a great name in, in the annals of boxing history i think ryan garcia is that and he trained with jake paul um and he actually says jake paul is he he's a good fighter i mean he's he's a legitimate boxer like he's been doing this for three years uh there was a highlight i saw of ryan garcia punching him as hard as he could in his stomach it wasn't fake yeah and jake paul had to go to the hospital uh so you watch that and then and then hearing him say okay i I, my prediction is that it's going to go the distance but jake paul's boxing is actually going to make the difference and i'm predicting that jake paul will win uh and then coupled with i saw ben Askren go on logan paul's podcast and the amount of now it, it doesn't mean it's not rigged but just the amount of s that was spoken um it's a great con if it's rigged i mean they they did everything to make it believable enough uh that that this was a legitimate fight between these two people and i'm sad 
if it is rigged because i i i want to see I want to see stuff like this. <laughs> right, right. I want to see. I want to see more stuff like this. Another one of my favorite tweets was Ben Askren and Nate Robinson after the Jake Paul fight. And so, uh, now this this is one of my favorites too. Um, okay. Describing them after after they've both gotten their their butts kicked um, by by this guy. This is uh, this is Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas. And uh, yeah, here we go. You're back. It hurt me too. Come here, man. They're crying. Hmm. And they're hugging each other. <laughs> Magic Johnson said, "It hurt me too, brother. It hurt me too." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is this is all true. If it's all just right. you know, it, it could be real. It could, I mean, I don't think he's a terrible fighter. It might just be that Ben Askren is is a terrible fighter. He's a wrestler. He's not a fighter. He shouldn't have been stupid. So here, here, here's what I saw in the punch. Okay. Number one, he hit him like in his cheek in his temple. That's not necessarily a, a high knockout area. You know, you, you usually are going to, you know, there's like a button in your jaw that you hit it, you knock people out. I mean, that's why uppercuts work. You, you, the jaw will just like reset your brain. You know, so that's why people are trying to crack people in their jaw because it it makes your brain just go to sleep for a second. Like, oh, got to It's the Microsoft. Doo, 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 you know, oh, vaccine. Yeah. So he hit him here, which you can still knock somebody out. I mean, all you need is a nice, good bit of blunt force, and and you know, especially here's the thing, especially someone who's older, if. It, because their brain is just more ad adapted to reset because it's not trying to go through that. You're, you're an older man. So the thing for me is I look at the punch and I say, it did look like he hit him. I mean, you know, but then you see that Michael B. Jordan thing and it, it looked like he hit him in that one too. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, brother. I'm I I'm, I'm gonna, I love stuff like this though. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lean it's real, but I'm gonna say really? I'm gonna say that Ben Askren was not trying his hardest and he did not really uh I mean he had a dad bod, he had love handles. Like Jake mm. Paul looked like a, a, a like a a Marine, you know, somebody who could just go out there and like kill someone on the battlefield. He looked tight, you know, and Ben Askren looked loose. So I mean I think in general Ben Askren took this fight a little less seriously than Jake Paul did. And Jake Paul's out there to get a fight with Merriweather. That's what he wants, right? That, is that his end game? He, he wants a, a huge, you know, $40, $50 million, $100 million payday uh, with, with Mer Merriweather. That's, that's his goal, right? Like, I think that's where I, he You know, it, again, this thing if people buy into the idea that this is real, it's a stepping stone. And that was the whole point of why he chose this opponent. Right. Is a that name, a name in the, in the, in the MMA world, in the, in the fight game. Right. Right. Uh, the cartoon I watched that, that summarized everything had a, a little Dana white portion of the cartoon and Dana white didn't expect this outcome. He's like, I'm going to bet a million dollars on Ben Askren, you know, sure. Ooh. Brendan Schaub, who, you know, ex-UFC, um, you know, heavyweight 
all you know worked towards champion you know was was i don't know ranked two or three in the division at one point right he the moment this fight came out said ben Askren is going to win this fight really um yeah yeah mm-hmm. so to me the clout that he's getting as long as people buy into the fact that this is real the thing that sucks is it was so fast that you didn't get to right. see a, a, a fight and then and so it kind of works against the clout that he was trying to build so you didn't get to actually really see his skills uh it was just so quick uh i think this opens the door for another circus like event that pete davidson can (laughs) (laughs) hopefully uh be the hype man for right so perfect yeah i don't know no well that 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 would be great i would love to see another one of these things um even if they're it's only for 15 20 seconds a couple minutes whatever it is they're spectacular and the build-up and the and the story behind it that's one of my favorite things about a sporting event is the buildup, particularly just the, the emotions you feel as you're kind of getting into it and having Pete Davidson there. I mean, man, what, what he, that's awesome. That's hilarious and awesome. So, um, but anyway, w- w- when we come back, we're going to take a break. We're going to three minute break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little NFL. We're going to be talking at E is for effort and for excellence. And uh, right now, Trevor, uh, you know, Lawrence is, is, um, He's not getting an A. He's getting closer to an E in some people's minds in, in how he's uh, uh, presenting himself as a franchise quarterback. So there's some controversy brewing about the golden boy, uh, which I need to say, uh, shout out my, my guy, Grant Paulson from the, the, the local 106.7, the fan here in DC. He said a couple of years ago that Trevor Lawrence needed to cut his hair uh, before he would get picked by his franchise. So uh, we're going to see if that ever happens too. Uh, that would be wild. Uh, if they made Trevor Lawrence cut his hair. But anyway, I digress. When we come back, we're going to talk a little Trevor Lawrence. We'll be back in three minutes. We are the Fantasy Millionaires. We are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The woo, the woo got something that I know that anybody want to hear because I know oh. I've been waiting to hear. Now back to the Fantasy Millionaires. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Millionaires. I, I wanted to real quick pay some bills, uh, and by that it means uh, I wanted to uh, rep our official sponsor. It our show mm. is officially sponsored by uh, Bo underscore McBigTime on Twitter. Mm. Hot box batch hot sauce. It is the shiznit. It is the best hot sauce on the market. Uh, we just sent a bottle and a little care package to my man Matt Harmon over there at Yahoo, over there at, per- at receptionperception.com. So this is the official hot sauce of my show here and, and Mike's show. It's also the official official hot sauce of the Fantasy Football Hot Stove. We'll be giving out bottles of these. Uh, speaking of that, uh, the Fantasy Football Hot Stove is literally in fuego. Uh, we just came off of having Ian Harditz. Your girl, Cooter Doodle, who we love, and she's going to be previewed in the uh, in the three tweets for sure tonight. I don't want to bust your chops yet. Trying but... to trying to cheat with the Cooter Doodle, oh, you're not oh. going to beat me this week, buddy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Cooter-doodle. I'm pretty sure. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but uh, Cooter Doodle. Then we had uh, JJ Zacharies and Matt Harmon. Uh, you know, coming up, we have uh, Graham Barfield. We have. Matt Walden, we have Field Yates, we have Denny Carter. I mean, it is just 
literally uh, a who's who coming on the fantasy football hot stove. So uh, all brought to you by Bose Hot Box Batch and also go to Viridian Global and buy yourself some hot gear. Mike's sporting his hat. You know, I, I don't want to mess up my beautiful hair right now, but my hat is fire as well. My man Jordan Vanek has one of these. So uh, please do that. And also, I got to tell you a little bit of, of good news for me. I got hired as the guilty as charged fantasy football guru over there at the podcast. They are LA Charger Nation. And so I am going to be recording my first podcast uh, YouTube thing with them today and tomorrow. I've already done a little bit, doing a little bit more tomorrow. So look for that coming up. Uh, please join their Patreon. It's really cheap. It's like a dollar. Uh, jump in there. Uh, nice. you know, get some content. Your boy Scotty uh, is going to be doing videos every week for them coming up during the regular season talking about fantasy, talking about DFS, talking about the Chargers, talking about the whole NFL. So my first episode is going to be all about the Chargers and their fantasy outlook for this year and kind of what they did last year. So I'll be tweeting that out. Look for that. And I'm excited uh, for all those good things. But we, we, we promised you a little Trevor Lawrence. So uh, got to talk a little Trev, dude. We got to get into the, uh, you know, what we got to we got to weigh in and hear what 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 what, what we think as far as it's. Uh, is he a winner or is he a loser? <laughs> right, right. Big question here. Winner or loser? Because losers go home, winners play, and winners stay. And, and winners are like Tom Brady. You know what I mean? They're the GOAT. You know, they're not like losers. Like, I don't know. Think of a loser quarterback who, who sucks right now, like Trubisky. You know, no offense, Mitchell, uh, or to your mom. But, yeah, I mean – what, what what do you think, my friend? Uh, you, you, so let's here pull. here this is this is so funny to me. This is uh this is Mike Florio, right? This was like two days ago. I mean, everybody, you know, the draft is incoming, so yeah. we're all focusing in, honing in, and of course, he's going number one. And yes. this is and, and and people are putting him on that uh, shelf of generational talent. And any little thing that gets said gets applied to what his uh, worth is in that vein because that's there's nothing else to talk about right now. <laughs> I mean, this is what we do. We, we, we take little things and then we talk about it and analyze it. But this uh, interview that he gave with Sports Illustrated I do I do think it's interesting that homeboy is just basically saying, "Hey man, I just like playing ball, you know? Uh you know, what's the what big, like what's the big up? Yeah, I just like playing. And so, um you know, uh, this is Mike Florio's uh, opinion 2 days ago. He, he you know, he talks about it's hard, so Trevor Lawrence says it's hard to explain that because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do, it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. I think that's unhealthy to a certain extent. Just always thinking that you've got to prove somebody wrong. You've got to do more. You've got to be better. And Florio says he's right that it's unhealthy, but he's wrong to think that he'll compete as effectively as he can when competing with those who behave that way. And then he says uh, today um, that uh, none of this should be regarded as passing judgment. 
Lawrence's way is healthy. It's grounded. Life isn't only about football. Football oh. players and coaches should have other interests. <laughs> so, I mean, which is it, Mike? Which is yeah, it? Come yeah, on. yeah. Oh. It, well, which is it, guys? Uh, well, it, it it made Trevor Lawrence have to come out and counter his first comments, which seemed pretty benign yeah. to me. And he had to say, he tweeted out today. He said, "I am internally motivated. Just when I wanted to know, I want to win." Uh, I love football as much or more than anyone. Cause like, what the heck, man? What's wrong with you all? Uh, it is a huge priority in my life. I'll be, I'll be mofos. I'm driven to be the best I can be and to maximize potential and to win caps. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is just so ridiculous that he has to do this. You know what I mean? It is like, weird. It's so it's, it's our, it's our culture of tearing and attacking everybody and looking for minute little things and parsing. I knew it because he said that one thing that one time he didn't have it. I mean, come on, man. We need to get over that and get past that. That's a, I think that's a, that's a boomer mindset. Let's just be honest. So, so, so that's exactly what I, that, that's why this is interesting to me is because what, what I see, what I see that, that actually makes this a worthwhile story is a little bit of the, you know, the beta mindset, you know, in, in, in a newer generation, that's just, Creeping you, know, you know, you, you could call it beta. You could call it whatever you want. It's more collaborative. It's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a new way of thinking, uh, generate generationally that is, that is integrating into, uh, the pilot seat and right. the old guard is, um, Losing upset by the statement, but I think I'm kind of in the old card camp. Like, I actually don't think he is going to be, uh, he's not going to be Tom. I, I, I do think to be Tom Brady, you have to think like Tom Brady. Like, I do think that these people who are psycho, there is something to the psychoticness that turns them like, so for me. We've got a little bit of Lance Armstrong in us, right? <laughs> well, so look at Michael Jordan, right? You, right. We, we all watched The Last Dance. And there, there's a reason why most people still don't have LeBron James as greater than Michael Jordan. You know, it, you, you, the consensus is still Jordan. LeBron continues to work his way into that conversation uh, you know, I mean, I'm getting close and I thought that would never happen. I, it, it probably still not, will never happen just, but it's close. And the reason why I think it's getting close is because I think LeBron James started out with the Trevor Lawrence mindset and somewhere along the way, he got so sick of hearing about Michael Jordan that the psychoness got into him and he wants to right. be better. he wants to be the goat yeah. he is he is on a goat mission and he has everything he needs to do it he just needs a few more few more champion if he gets seven championships and he has the most points most assists most rebounds it's gonna be tough for me to argue my position right, right? so yeah. so i do think that trevor lawrence uh, I do think the old guard is a little concerned about this uh, little bit of beta mindset that's slipping in because he is, you know, setting up to be 
the next big thing in you know america's favorite sport so right that's kind of some of my thoughts where are, where are you weighing in how do you think you know i'm not gonna lie and, and say that all of my own thoughts are original because that, that's just not true you know we're all influenced by other people and, and their takes uh so one of my guys that i like you know you've heard of him before his name is cd carter mr denny carter he said trevor lawrence conceding that he can't parentheses and won't develop Tom Brady's insanely toxic me against the world ethos should be the subject of praise, not criticism. Now I, I'll say from that one side of the pendulum, I think that's the, the marker on one side, right? He should be praised for that. Um, I think people can be praised and criticized and there's, there's a, a full range of, of different things people can say about anything people do. It's fine. Right. You don't have to take it as defining you. I think that's the main thing for me. If other people say things or Trevor Lawrence is having things said about him, he's feeling he needs to redefine himself. He's feeling he needs to come out and say, this is who I am because who I am is being questioned because of a statement I made that's being interpreted a certain way. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Denny's side a little more where it comes from. Um, I don't think he's going to be the best ever. I just don't. I, I never thought he was. I think he's a really good football player. And I think what happens is, is when somebody's really good for a lot of years in, in college uh, and they stay good and they do a good job, uh, the hype just gets like otherworldly. You know, he's got to be Peyton Manning. He's got to be Tom Brady. Um, I'm guessing he's going to be less than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Th those guys are just generational. We, we just got to see some of the most incredible football players ever. And the next generation is going to be good, but they're not going to be as good, I don't think, as Tom Brady and, and the crew that he ran with for that 20 years it was in the NFL. I think it was a golden era. And uh, I think it's a new era now with mobile quarterbacks. They're going to be running. It's just it's a different type of game. And so uh, I'm okay with Trevor Lawrence saying this stuff. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. I don't need to rally and write a tweet like this either, though. You know, so I, I think I... You know, I, I'm okay with this. I did retweet this, I think. Uh, Denny got a lot of likes on this one. It got almost, uh, you know, 720 likes. So pe people understood where he's coming from. And, and I think you don't have to be the alpha all the time either. Uh, I think Russell Wilson shows that. He's an alpha, but he's not uh, a jerk. He's always encouraging people. He's always, you know, being uh, a positive uh, role model and a positive person out there on the team. You can just see even when he gets frustrated. So maybe Trevor Lawrence is in that vein. But maybe he just needs to learn how to be vocal in the NFL and kind of stand up for himself and, and be assertive and aggressive in those contexts to show he's out there in it to win it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the criticism that he, he's going to have to kind of prove it. And it's not as come come as easy as it was in college. So, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, my my uh, thought on that. So I'm, I'm on your side, too. I understand. I just I, I don't think he ever is going to be the best, though. So that wasn't something I'm worried about. And I think he's not going to be the best because of this uh, horrible beta mindset that he has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get why this really struck a chord with everyone. And uh, I get all the different angles. Uh, and I do think it's hilarious that he had to go back and readdress it with this tweet. It seems as if people are misreading my sentiment. I am internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone. It's a huge priority in my life. Obviously, I'm driven to be the best I can be and to maximize my potential and to win. Yeah, we, what, whatever, man. You know, like this is, here's the thing is that. It, you beta? It, 
Mike just said, "Yeah, you're a beta, bro. You, beta, bro. You, you, that's more beta talk. That's just more beta <laughs> talk. That's just that's just you just doing what your agent told you to do. Just doing beta type stuff, you know. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, guess how many Super Bowls he has? Not, not one. He's not, not Tom Brady. Seven. That, right. yeah. This, this is the thing. But also, can we say that there is only going to be one Tom Brady? Like that's what I don't think people understand is that." I know we measure everybody against other people and greatness against other people, but there's never going to be another Tom Brady because Trevor Lawrence is the first pick in the draft. He he doesn't have a big chip. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was way back in the sixth round. So there's just a different, like there's a milieu, different context, mm-hmm. different situations. Mm-hmm. So we, that mm-hmm. we have to address all of those things in understanding the Belichick situation. I mean, he's got urban Meyer is his head coach. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. People trying real. to help him. People are trying to help him, I think, get the chip, though. The people who are invested in seeing the whole thing about America, uh, sports, we want to see records get broken. We want to see people go beyond what people before have done. And and, uh, that's why LeBron James is so exciting. You know, it's like. There is a, a legitimate debate in, in the good. I, I did not think it was going to be possible, you know, with with just how poetry in motion Michael Jordan was. Um, and I, I do think that it has been uh, the just repetitive people um, kind of forcing this narrative down the road because I, I think that it's kind of like a similar dynamic with who those two players are. Like everything's come easy to them, you know, right. right. Um, on the on on their respective quarter field you know um the these guys just they they just dominate and i think trevor lawrence is going to dominate um but yeah i'm with you man i i i think uh i think he, unless he i i don't and, and see i don't i don't subscribe to the idea of what uh cd carter is is saying with that there's some sort of toxicity because everybody who plays with Tom Brady says he's the greatest teammate ever. I mean, they're all just like, I've never been with anyone like this. So I don't really see how that's a, uh, you know, a, a, a con, you know, every, everything in his attitude is, is, is a pro if you're on the same team. Well, and maybe insanely toxic is a, um, a, he don't uh, like Tom Brady. Let's right, just be sure. honest. Yeah. He's I mean, maybe Maybe there's a little bit of journalistic, you know. Um, He's not work. a fan. We know this. Yeah. He, he doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sp- speaking of fans and not, I- I'm a big fan of our next segment. Our next segment is three tweets, and I'm going to roll into it because I want time for, for my tweet. Because, you know, we've been talking beta cucks here. And, uh, you know, between you and me, man, I- I'm not a fan of that. I'm not I'm not a beta cuck myself, you know, in any way. Um, but you know, nowadays sometimes you gotta prove it, and so uh, I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna show you Denny's video. But Denny did do. Speaking of beta cucks, we Denny did do a video with <laughs> with, with Cooter Doodle, and uh, and then and then Cooter Doodle said, "Hey, you know, Scott, you're following Denny, just so you know." I said, "Okay, I'm following Denny. That's fine." And uh, so I thought I would make it fun, you know, and uh, you know, I I'd bring the tea out. So let's 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 enjoy uh, my my tweet here. This is myself. You know, you, you know how you like to say I like to kind of like uh, toot my own horn a little bit. You know, I do. I, I'm toots. You know, so 
Let's see if we can get in here and, and watch this. Here we go. In 2003, Randall Williams scored a touchdown for the Cowboys in three seconds. If you think that's quick, wait till you see this podcast. Our first guest you can find almost anywhere. He co-hosts for FF Millionaires and the FF Hot Stove. He's also a writer for Fantasy Six Pack, along with a million other things. This guy knows his stuff. So let's welcome Scott in. Hey, Kudoodle, how you doing? Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> Caught me going out on what I like to call my big tea walk every day. Yeah, it's the opposite of whatever Denny does. Uh, with his low tea, I just go out, you know, high tea, you know, strong tea. So I heard you have some questions for me about, uh, you know, trading football like that. Let me tell you, the biggest trading football you can ever do is get into a tangle with me. Yeah, don't, don't ever try to trade me anybody, any trash that you're trying to throw around. I, I hate that. It's garbage. I just slipped on something. Okay, I'm just going to walk about. This is my neighborhood. Uh, you know, second question you asked, you know, who, who am I most excited about this year, fantasy football-wise? I got to tell you, can't tell already. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Guy's, <laughs> guy's like a hero. <laughs> yeah. so, well, this is pretty Patrick, good. The rain bombs, Terry McLaurin. You know, I'll unbutton this even further. I'll go down another button. You know, he gets three touchdowns. <laughs> On the internet. I don't care. I will. I will. I'll go Paul Howdy. I'll be even crazier than that, you know? So that's the truth. You know, so I just, it's my neighborhood right here. People know me. Yeah, they expect this kind of stuff. I was walking out the video camera. Yeah, people think I'm famous, but it's more infamous now. But anyway, yeah, I would just say. If I can interrupt, I do have one thing to ask. And this is really personal to me. Milk or cereal? Which one comes first? Cereal before milk, I kind of doesn't work with me uh, milk before cereal that's weird shit too uh the way i do it put the ice in put the cereal on top and then i put the milk in that way your milk doesn't get warm and <laughs> wow that was strong that was strong i i i, I do think my tw i i uh, it's it, it's it's gonna be hard for me to give it to you because it's a it's a self-promoting tweet, but that is some strong that is some strong Twitter magic right there. That that shirt Thank is you. just epic. Yeah. Uh, all right. But Let's see how much mine makes you giggle. All right, make sure it's all queued up. Hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Pause, pause. No plan. Pause, pause. All right, make it nice and loud. It's just loud. Keep all right, watch this thing all the way through. It just keeps getting better. All right, this is a, a POV, a Southern gentleman. Uh, this is a, his impression of what uh, happens when a Southern gentleman is simply taken by you. This is by some new guy I found on the internet, and he's hilarious. Okay, here we go. Adam, forgive my intrusion, but I was in the corner booth licking and sucking on my fingers when I could not help but notice your beautiful mouth all full up with teeth. Madam, you are simply translucent today. I can see the contents of your bladder like the iPhone battery in the corner of the screen. I am jealous of giraffes, for they can see the top of your beautiful head as I cannot. I am four feet tall. If there were ever a puddle in your way, I would get down and lap it up like a stray dog drinking Sprite outside a gas station. Now, madam, I am no gambling man, but I would bet a pretty penny that those slender fingers of yours could fit right down the throat of a dead bird. Madam, if you were to walk past a small regional Boy Scout troop that recently suffered a horrible loss, they would all immediately earn their merit badges for head turning. Now I have but one question. 
Do you have the hand-eye coordination to kill a bird? I recently had a <laughs> ring stolen by a bird, and I need your help. Now, madam, forgive my intrusion, but I was in the corner. <laughs> 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 it's pretty funny. I, I'll I'll give it to you, man. I can't believe you beat it. Uh, I'll give it to you. You got if you got I, I a banger. Like thank you, thank you. I I like that one. That was funny. His head was a little big. Kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie. Um. No, that was really funny. Uh, I, let's do one more, and you're gonna like this one because you know I think I mean honestly we're in the same vein. You know, most of the time I think you're gonna love this. Speaking of. You called it out earlier. You're talking about, um, you know, the last dance, you know, with Michael Jordan. So this is this okay. is great. So what, what are you gonna do? Here you go. I'll play you something from Mike. We look at Dennis. Dennis, what are you gonna do? He says, "Well, I need to go to Vegas." <laughs> <laughs> Can your vacation be like 48 hours? And Dennis is like, "I got no other choice. I take whatever you can give me. I take the 48 hours." <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> I was the best teammate ever. Everybody loved me, except when I skip practice. Mike loved me, or when I put a show up for the games. Scotty loved me, <laughs> or when I leave in the middle of the season. Phil loved me. I invented low management because it was it wasn't nothing to get missing. I needed my me time. Madonna loved me. I said, "Click, I'm there. I'm here." <laughs> I'm here. I loved anything in the history of loving thing more than everybody loved me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go out there and get my nose broken. Click. Yeah, I want to be able to feel that pain. I said, look that way. And then I'm here. I want to get cut. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Tony Rack. There. Now I loved her. Click. I'm here. I want to get kicked. In. I want to hit my chin on that little metal corner of the bed frame. I want to feel it. I want to be creeping into the kitchen. Let's pick black and step on a nail. I lay low. I burn my arm. <laughs> Seatbelt. When the car has been outside in the sun all day long. Hold that. We're going to turn up. I don't think that team is a championship without me. Lamp love me. Or with me. That's why I went to the Bulls. This is about the Spurs, right? I deserve a frame <laughs> buttoning up. With kamikaze chains on it, hanging in the rafters. At the so I want to put my tongue on a nine volt battery. Look over here. Down here. <laughs> I love powder demons. Then boom, I'm here. Man, you did good this week, bro. That that is that is gonna be up there for tweet of the year, man. That's a good one. Thank That's you, man. I, I am crying. Um, that yeah, that, that was, turned uh, heavy crying. That heavy crying. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's like, huh? Who's this? <laughs> oh, oh man, that was so good. The internet is so great. I love it. <laughs> Oh man, oh. I'm, I'm dying. That's so oh. funny. I love three tweets, by the way. Um, and so I appreciate you letting me get to that one. I didn't want to put me first because that you one dominated. Was so you dominated. You dominated. You. That was. I, I'm um, so glad you saved that. You. I'm so glad you won. That was. That was. <laughs> put that in the files, bro. Oh, that guy was crushing it. I mean, oh was, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> we're gonna watch it after the show. <laughs> it's just, oh. Wow. 
again off air. So, well, we appreciate everybody uh, sticking with us tonight. Uh, we're going to be back here next week, as always, 10 o'clock Monday. And from now until whenever we stop doing this. So, um, and then also I got a show. Good. We out here. That's all yeah. I was going to say. We out here. We're going to do a clubhouse. We're going to do a clubhouse show either Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Look for us around that noon time, 1230-ish time. We'll be jump, jumping in there talking who are your guys, who are the players that are kind of undervalued, overvalued, and, and what you think about them. And then I got a show this week uh, with John Ledger from uh, the Tampa Bay. Uh, he's a reporter down Tampa Bay. He's on the Fantasy Football Hot Stove with me and Matt McCoy. Uh, and then my man Jordan Vanek is joining our team full-time uh, on the podcast over uh, with me and Bo. Uh, our podcast on Friday night here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Chalk Blocked. And Jordan's a, a full-time heavy load-bearing member of the team. Excited to have him with me and Bo this year over at Nimble. So I think that's it, man. We got any more plugs besides Hotbox? You know, anything just, else? Uh, just the, yeah, out? just the plugs uh, after the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, we can't wait to see you guys next week. We'll be back and uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And uh, you'll find us always on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. This is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom 
so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org caregiving or call 1-877-333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.